Hey team, this is Danielle. Welcome back for another episode of the 40-something and interning podcast. Today, we actually have a redo of an episode due to some technical difficulties, but I know that good information is too important to not share with you guys, so I have no problem going back and doing it again. So this is a dietetic student where just a few months ago, a lot of things have changed since then, but I'm going to go ahead and let her do some talking. So Emily, please introduce yourself to our audience. Yeah, we're back and better than ever. We are back. <laughs> yeah. So first, I want to say thank you for having me twice of now. Um, of course. An honor. And I, I know that several of my peers and App State alumni um, have also joined you on the podcast and on this journey that you're having. So it's super awesome um, to listen to their diverse outlooks and just, just to hear more in depth from them as well um, beyond just the peer classroom level. So yeah, thank you for the opportunity. Um but yeah, at this time of recording, I'm a little shy of two weeks away from being an Appalachian State University alumni. Woo! That's so go. crazy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm so excited. I have all the emotions right now, nervousness, excitement. But I think that those are kind of, they come hand in hand. So it's you hard to have one without the other. Absolutely. So yeah, I will be releasing my position as vice president of Appalachian Student Dietetic Association. And um, I will be heading to Texas here soon. Okay, so we're going to dive into all of that. But Emily, can you tell us where you're from, um, a little bit more about who you are just as an individual, and then we'll dive into all the nutrition stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm originally from Wilmington, North Carolina, or just outside, so the coast of North Carolina. And I am in the mountains, in the Blue Ridge Mountains, about five hours away from my hometown. And um, yeah, I'm attending Appalachian State. And it's been a beautiful sanctuary here just to learn and grow. And both myself, but also in the field of nutrition and dietetics, it's really expanded my knowledge of the things and the fields that I want to go into and learn more about and the research that I feel like that needs to be done and interprofessionally for both dietetics, but the healthcare profession in general. Nice. So what type of um, hobbies or how do you spend your spare time with this little bit of spare time that you have left? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> spare time. Hmm. <laughs> oh, 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 well, that's a good question. It's So as you know, free time is very little with us right now being dietetic students and dietetic interns. But I am thankful to go hiking whenever it's warm here. Actually, the sun is just coming out. So I'm very thankful for that. It's definitely been a mood booster. On top of that, I really enjoy spending some time in the community. And um, I've started working on a cooking class for young adults with diversities. Um, we don't mm. like to use the word disabilities. Diversities is what we're choosing to use. Like and it's that. been really awesome just advancing their confidence in the kitchen and teaching them skills um, that they can go home and use to meal prep and just 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 to get better nutrients um, in their bodies because food is fuel yes yes it is listen okay so we are going to come back to that but I'm just going to get started with the questions so when was it that you became interested in nutrition and dietetics Hmm. So I became interested in nutrition and dietetics long before I knew it was actually a career path, actually. Um, I didn't know that you could travel down this path, but I'm very thankful to have found it. But to, just, just to provide a little bit of background, I was diagnosed with hypothyroidism and Hashimoto's in 2015. So okay. quite some time now. Yeah, um, it was right after my senior year of high school. I gained 40 pounds in like three months, 
felt miserable, looked miserable. And I just knew that I needed to help myself somehow because I could not function. I was literally coming home on days I did not have competitive cheer practice and like sleeping in my car for like three to four hours after school because I just, just could not get myself to walk into my house. Like it was a miserable time. Um, but yeah, thankfully I lived on a farm and no one judged me. So I was totally okay <laughs> for sleeping in my car for some time. But I ended up getting I don't say quote unquote prescribed because it's technically not prescribed, but I was put on a gluten-free diet and I was on like 13 supplements each day. So mm. definitely a whirlwind, but I kind of found nutrition and dietetics through that. And, um, I, at the time was working for a film producer and I was living in, uh, France and I had gone oh, wow. to an Airbnb one weekend in Paris and applied to app, um, just a little backstory on that. I did not get in my senior year of high school and I was determined. I was like, Lord, if this is your plan, um, I'm just going to give it to you and I'm going to apply. And mm -hmm. I applied on a Saturday, Saturday night by myself in a Paris Airbnb. And I got in three days later. Let's go. So See? nothing yeah. stops the plan if it's supposed to happen. Exactly. And I just needed to grow in that time and get some more experience under my belt because I came into this program not knowing all that it took, but without having that experience in the meantime, um, from not getting in my senior year of high school to then um, getting in three years ago, I am just a different person and I have a different drive now. And those long days at my desk sitting crying um, have all been worth it. But again, I would not have had that that grit and that drive without having those those years off. Yeah, and no, I agree with that. And way to go for you, Thank like you. pushing forward. But also, um, your background in hypothyroid and Hashimoto's, like that type of experience, must have or will help you in your um, dietetic internship in some form of fashion. Because I know in my rotations, I've seen quite a few people with hypothyroidism. Um, so, what made you choose App State for your DPD program? I just am truly thankful to be a DPD student here at App because of the professors and the teachers. They truly care and they advocate for us and they want us to be immersed in the field and learn as much as possible. So I feel like I have had a great experience and involvement in the community because of them. Yeah, you're nice. it's really nice to have professors that are really on your side and want to see you win. Um, they 100%. Yeah, but also support you. That's a big, big deal. So oh, I'm glad you had that experience. Yes. One of my professors, um, her name was Melissa Bryan, and I had her for the intro professions course. And the minute she started talking about diecast, my blood pressure <laughs> skyrocketed. And I think I was in her email box weekly, stressed about matching. And that was two years ago. So mm -hmm. she has been on my side and and like Emily everything's gonna be okay like take a deep breath we're all type a like you're gonna do great so I 100% agree to that um or I 100% agree to that support that they provide is so beneficial yeah so I mean you just introduced the word of the the year or the word of the last couple of months which is diecast so why don't you tell me and us about your process with Diecast and then also where you matched. Diecast. Whew. Uh, <laughs> that is a intention. Sorry, stop. Diecast. Whew. That is an intense process. 
and where do I even begin? <laughs> it's a long press process also that definitely stresses us students out. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't help, you know, as I just mentioned, that we're most or all of, of us are type A students in that situation specifically. But overall, I just think that the software and the platform, and I don't know how, how you think, but I think it's a little outdated <laughs> and definitely a money drainer. Um, I don't know about you, but I mm. spent, I think I totaled it up in between just up just applying to schools and paying for transcripts and application fees for both for both diecast and D digital it was like 479 dollars yeah the, the i think that's something that a lot of people don't consider when Abs- going through the process absolutely yeah i agree there um yeah, it was definitely and thank goodness i was working you know i had the extra money to, to put aside for this and it also is something to consider if you're going to be submitting to a number of different programs, but let me let you go ahead and, and continue on about your experience. Yeah, so I applied to four different DI schools, okay. and I my thought process behind that was that I wanted very diverse, up, um, I wanted very diverse dietetic internships that I was applying to. Like I wanted them to have diverse programs and what they offered and emphasis. So I, my number one program, I thankfully got matched to, I am so excited. Um, That was the university of Houston. So as I mentioned, I'll be heading to Houston, Texas here in July. So in a few months and that one, that program is a six month program and it had a heavy emphasis on clinical. So at first I was like, no way I am not doing clinical that is not my thing. But after being in my MNT classes, which is medical nu- nutrition therapy, I love MNT and I love clinical and renal and cancer and well, oncology. They are super cool and super interesting to me. So I feel like there's a need for clinical dietitians mm-hmm. and I really do love it. So that was really awesome that I got matched to my first choice since they do have that emphasis. And they also have... Um, some rotations within sports nutrition. So recently I attended a CPSDA boot camp in Atlanta, Georgia, and that really sparked my interest as well for sports nutrition and mm. all the research that goes into it. So within sports nutrition world, it is so up and coming and so needed. There are so many athletes that are struggling with eating disorders and the path is not linear for them at all. So having a sports nutrition dietetics or dietitians, sorry, on the field and on the front lines advocating for those athletes is so helpful and beneficial for all around performance. So that's really awesome information because I find that even when I came to refresh my medical nutrition therapy courses, that there were a lot of students in the classes that were interested in sports dietetics. Um, And what I gathered from them was that there were a lot of eating disorders that went along with it. Can you speak on like any information that they shared or that you learned at the training on that? Yeah, so we didn't go too much into eating disorders. It was a lot about just fluid intake and supplements and those types of things. However, from my own research, I have learned that there's a lot of eating disorder within the sports nutrition world. And I think having trained dietitians on the front lines advocating for those athletes is really, really important and beneficial for their success and their performance uh, because it is such a hard journey. 
and Mm -hmm. the path is not linear. Um, They're going to have valleys and they're going to have high top mountains within their recovery um, and just dealing with their eating disorders or, and just disordered eating in general. Mm -hmm. So we really need um, sports, new sports dietitians on the front lines, really working with those athletes. Yeah, that's, that's really important. And it's not something that you hear talked about a lot, but I remember with my, my brothers, when they were in high school, you know, during wrestling, there was a lot of tweaking with, within a certain weight class to be able to compete that day. So I remember watching them either not eat or eat a whole lot <laughs> so that they could weigh in and participate. Yeah. And thought it was normal at the time because everybody was doing it. Clearly there's a problem. So I think some, what's the word? Like, uh, uh, not observation, but surveillance, people medic, like watching them through these changes could be really helpful so that they're not messed up later behind it. I agree. I recently had to do some Escher, or I didn't have to, I chose to do some Escher <laughs> records um, and, and entering in some food diaries, 24 hour recalls from our wrestling team here at App mm-hmm. State. And I was very shocked at their intake and output and what that looked like for them. So it is, it is a challenging dietary pattern that they have to follow, which could lead to not good things. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're interested in it and that you're having the opportunity to dip your toe in both of these areas that you're really excited about. And it's funny about clinical because a lot, of, I feel like it's almost like a love hate thing. Some people really love it. Some people really hate it. And going in, I thought it wasn't going to be a part of my experience that I enjoyed. And mm-hmm. surprisingly, I'm like, hmm, I can do this. I can do a little bit of this. <laughs> like in this area, this is all right. So I'm glad that you enjoy it. Yes, that's awesome. What, yeah. Where did you do your clinical rotation at? My clinical rotations were broken down. Of course, mine was basically in the height of COVID. So it was kind of hard to get in hospitals. Um, So I did rotation in outpatient care, which dealt with substance abuse and behavioral health issues, which was so needed. Yeah, eye opening as well. Um, I did long term care, which really, really surprised me. I'm actually finishing out my long-term care, my final official rotation for my internship tomorrow. I'm so excited. And then I also had the opportunity to do a quick bariatric rotation, which was really eye-opening. And I found out during that in clinical, if this is something that you're ever interested in, at least in New York, they are in demand. They need Mm. dietitians because of how many people are bariatric patients are choosing to go that route so just something to keep in mind yeah thanks for letting me know (laughs) Mm, of course of course so um what so okay you said your internship is going to be six months that sounds like it's going to be no joke real heavy no no downtime yes it's a fast-paced internship which I think I personally thrive in the go 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 okay 
um, we got asked recently for our clinical rotation. Like, do we prefer a relaxed, more slow paced rotation for clinical or a fast pace? And I said, put me in the fast pace. Ooh. I want to get in there and get it done. Um, so it is going to be a whirlwind. Also, just moving and navigating a new city and a new state um, mm-hmm. also is is going to be interesting. But I think that it's also going to leave a lot of area for growth um, yeah. personally. And I'm very excited for that. And just to network and get to meet some new people within the field on a different side of the country. Yeah. Or you close know, to I it, al- midway. <laughs> midway. Yeah. I always talk about that relationship building because for me coming into it, later than a lot of others, the reason that I was able to make some of the connections and do some of the rotations that I've been able to do is because of those relationships that I've built. I've also spoken a lot to um, people that have come on the show about like mentorship and how big that is. Do you have a mentor? I do have a mentor. So my mentor is Paige Olchak. (laughs) She is a true powerhouse and she has taught me the importance of just standing up for myself and what I believe in. And she sees more talent and ability within, within me that I see within myself. So mm-hmm. that has been, she's been a blessing to have in my life. And she is just my sounding board for all things in life. And a woman that carries herself with true strength and dignity. I love her. You can't tell. Um, yeah. So she's who I look up to and I just hope she knows how beautiful she is inside and out. She has really taught me to be a strong woman and um, she's a positive advocate for the healthcare industry. She's a CRNA. So she's a president for her board um, in Hawaii. And just to see her grow and prosper there has really pushed me to be a driven leader in the healthcare industry as well. So I could never say in words how much she means to me, but I really am thankful for her being my friend, mentor, and just my life advocate. Yeah, listen, if she didn't know, now she knows. (laughs) (laughs) She's listening, but you also spoke about leadership. I know you're about to release um, some of these responsibilities, but did you want to talk about some of your app state responsibilities that I'm sure you listed on your application for your internship? Yes. So I have served as vice president for the Appalachian Student Dietetic Association, Um, I've also been a leader for the cooking class with young adults with diversities, and that has been amazing. They have really just grown and prospered there. But I think the thing that I have learned most being vice president for Appalachian Student Dietetic Association or ASDA um, is that it is important to fill others' buckets. Um, While it's important to fill your bucket as well and, and really take a step back and look at um, what's around you within that realm, it's really important to look at who's around you Mm -hmm. and how you can help them succeed and how you can help them prosper. I feel like being a leader, it really takes um, a drive to see others prosper. And it's been really amazing having that experience to pour into others and build their resumes as well, because, you know, you know, with, with the diecast process, it's so challenging and you really want to stand out. So those members of ASDA, have gotten weekly newsletter or no, sorry, not weekly monthly newsletters and they're full of just volunteer um, opportunities within the community, scholarships, ways to boost their or build their resume. So that's been really awesome um, to just fill those buckets for other people. And also 
it's taught me that there's true freedom in allowing others to misunderstand you. Mm, um, whether that down. Yes, whether that is over email or text or even in person, um, body language is sometimes hard to depict. And sometimes you're going to make decisions as a leader that others don't agree with. And I think that is the joy in learning from others and being okay with, with them misunderstanding you and your priorities because it's just not, might not be theirs. And that's totally fine. Wow. I, I like it. It's definitely <laughs> making sure that, you know, while taking care of others, you're also taking care of yourself. Absolutely. And Boundaries are so important. They are very important. And I think it's hard in leadership to number one, set those boundaries, but also take other people into consideration, but not forget yourself in the process. So that's big. I don't think I've heard that um, from anyone that <laughs> at least they haven't said it that way. And I like how you said it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It's definitely something that I've held true to. Yeah. Good for you. Um, so we're moving to Texas to knock we out are. this internship, our number one choice dietetic program. How do you want to shake up nutrition and dietetics? Recapping back to the cooking class that I'm doing with young adults with diversities, that experience has been so humbling and eye-opening. And I truly see the need there for those individuals within all communities to have advocates, um, just as the eating disorders athletes have the sports nutrition advocates, um, young adults with diversities need advocates also in the nutrition field to just grow their confidence and teach them more about nutrition and meal prepping, um, simple things of like knife skills that we don't think about, um, but that they so need so that they don't develop more more comorbidities and that they can just feel more independent in the kitchen. So I know we got started and moved along and you got into your number one choice internship, but you said you applied to four. Where were the other three? If you don't <laughs> yes. mind me asking. No, that, yeah. Let's recap back to that. So my other three were wellness work days. So it was a distance program that focused on corporate wellness mm -hmm. and I would be going um, back to my hometown or I would have been going back to my hometown and doing rotations and preceptors there. I will say, it was a struggle to find preceptors um, that want to take you on within this COVID craziness. I know that we're coming to an end with it, but, or hopefully we're coming to an end with it, but <laughs> it was a challenge um, applying for that distance program to find preceptors to fulfill those rotations. So that was one of mine. Another one that I applied to was Appalachian State. They have a master's program and a DI combined. Okay. So I did an on-site, a distance program, a master's with a DI combined. And then I also applied to Meredith. It's in Raleigh, North Carolina. And mm -hmm. it was a, um, you did your clinical in your community in Raleigh, North Carolina. And then you found your own rotations for food service and um, like your emphasis rotations. So okay. all four were very diverse. And I really um, wanted the Lord to lead me and where he wanted me to be. And so... I just allowed, you know, I obviously ranked, um, but I was very happy with whatever would have been the out, the outcome um, of, of that diecast process. So yeah. I do feel 
that I didn't want a master's specifically right now. I want to mm-hmm. get immersed in the field and maybe get a master's in agriculture or um, a master's in business just to have mm-hmm. a diverse resume, but also um, just diverse knowledge that can also come back and enhance the dietetic field. Yeah. And, and it's really cool that you say some people definitely believe like I'm going to ride all the way through and nutrition and dietetics, and, you know, for some that's awesome, but I right. like more that. power to them. Yeah. yeah. But I also enjoy that you are looking forward and you're like, all right, so I'm not going to get hit <laughs> with the 2024 right. <laughs> and I have time to really think this through and figure out I want to pursue this work and what can be um, added to support that. And you don't have to rush, at least right now, you don't have to rush. Right. (laughs) And also student loans are a real thing. So hopefully maybe, yeah, hopefully maybe a employer will one day pay for a master's degree and that would be really nice. (laughs) Ooh, I could talk about that, but I'm wait on that one for a future episode, (laughs) but Um, so you have mentioned so much good stuff and, you know, things happen for a reason. And I know technically we weren't able to do this the way that we wanted to a couple months ago. So all of this updated information is great. And, but now I'm wondering during that time, do you have any updated information about like advice or tips that you would give dietetic students? Oof. Yes, Absolutely. I would say that my first tip for them, which I kind of have already mentioned, is get involved. Get involved as soon as possible. That is where you will find your niche. That is where you will find your advocates in the field. And that's where you'll find your peers that will be there to support you and do study groups. Um, So definitely get involved outside of the classroom. That's my number one tip. Another tip that I have is to take time for yourself. I know it's really challenging to take time to go to the gym um, or just move your body and get physical activity. But it's also so important. I know that, that you and I have recently also spoke about Mm -hmm. the challenge that, that comes with trying to move our bodies and uh, be dietetic students and dietetic interns. So I know, you know, firsthand that that's also an important, important thing to focus on. Yeah. Yeah, You can't forget yourself in this and it's easy to, to get lost. I think. I agree. Yes. And my last tip, which I think that a lot of dietetic students know, is food is fuel. Definitely set yourself up for success with uh, nutrients and all your vitamins and advocate for yourself in regards to fueling yourself. So that's also important. And I know that we hear about it every day in classes, but it's sometimes something that we kind of put to the wayside because we are so busy. So yeah, just advocating for yourself in all those realms, both physically, mentally, and nutritionally. Yeah. So there was something that I saw um, on your email signature where you were a campus dining advisory board or like you were a part of that. Yes. I have been a part of that for three years now. Yeah. Listen, I didn't realize where students have not really had a say or where people have not pushed students to have a say about the food that is provided to them through meal um, packages or whatever. I think that, and this has been a couple of experiences that I've had since the beginning of 2022, where you, let's say as a student, you're going someplace 
meals are being provided for you, right? Collegiately or in high school. And a lot of times, at least in high school, I found that students complain about the foods that are provided to them. Yes. And you mentioned being an advocate. Recently, I also had an experience at a university where I noticed, I asked the question and noticed that I think surveys were done for feedback from the students but there Mm. wasn't like sit downs. And I love that you're on an advisory board where students kind of were able to provide feedback on what they enjoyed or what they didn't enjoy or allow to give some input and what they would like to see um, with what is being provided. So what was that experience like for you on the advisory board? A super cool experience. (laughs) Um, I got to do some taste testing for just the dining in general and kind of make some, I don't say executive decisions, but decisions behind the scene. The board was very small. So that was really important to me because we could really speak and give our feedback Um, Mm -hmm. and just advocating for ingredients that were local. Um, We have a few farms around our area here in the mountains that um, our dining our campus signing sources from. So just advocating for that to remain. And we also got to tour the farm um, and see the greenhouses and what they're growing and kind of learn um, some of the managerial side of campus dining. Um, for me, that was really important because our um, manager, or our director of campus dining, she actually just retired uh, this April. So like this month, um, but she was <laughs> amazing in um a mentor for me within the community because she kind of showed me the behind the scenes and ordering food and the um just the ins and outs of food service from an rd standpoint because Mm -hmm. she is a, a registered dietitian so overall it really opened up my eyes to several different niches within food within the food service industry and um allowed students to be a voice for all of the the food that that goes in and out of campus dining which is a huge operation yeah it is and I think uh as a person on the other side of that a lot of us don't budgetary things and right now like the supply chain how that becomes a factor yeah so what COVID did for it all oh my gosh that was so eye-opening for me it was like this huge I, I don't even know how to describe it. It was like a, it was definitely a headache. I think you have to be very <laughs> strong will to yes. want to be involved in that. But it's about also learning how to advocate and then you being able to teach other people how to advocate because you can't, oh, I don't like anything. Okay, well, what is it that you don't like about it? Is it the right. texture? Is it the portion? Is it that it's bland? Like, what is it that you want to see change? Because if you give somebody some information to work with, then maybe there's a middle ground where the administration and the students can meet. Um, And I think that's very important. I I learned about that during my food service management rotation. And it's a big deal. Students want to be satisfied. The RDs that are in charge, my favorite experience from my food service management rotation was the dietitian, the the food service director, that um, if it's only nutrition, if you get the students to chew and swallow it. So it doesn't matter if you're serving them up these meals or these awesome plant-based meals or stuff that's so nutrient dense, if it doesn't taste good to them, 
and they're just going to throw it away anyway. There has to right. be a middle ground in that discussion so that, um, what do you call it? Milestones can be hit on both sides. Yes. And also within that, students are so busy. So having foods that can be grab and goes mm-hmm. um, are really beneficial to get food in them as well. So we also advocated on that board for different grab and go recipes and taste tested some of those and um, also looked at like the silverware and the containers that they would be placed mm-hmm. in um, and looked at like a sustainable side because all you know in, in the end our environment is going to feed us yes, or, yes. Or we hope it's going to feed us so also being sustainable about those grab and goes um, was was really important to the board yeah and I also want to clarify y'all I know everything vegan isn't healthy I don't want y'all coming for me <laughs> it was just an example but Emily I think this was an awesome conversation to make up for what didn't go well earlier this year what do you think (laughs) I agree and I'm just very thankful that that you allow us to speak our minds and um, also just get our word out there so I'm very very thankful for you as well yeah no 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 problem at all I think it was something that was needed and it's been so awesome listening to you guys talk about it and giving me an opportunity to express my own experiences and thoughts so one last question before I offer this little piece of information that I have that I think you guys will be happy to hear about Was there anything that I didn't ask you or anything that you felt like you wanted to share with the turning podcast? You definitely have the floor. I would just say reach out to other dietetic students, dietetic interns, registered dietitians. We are such a community-based field. And from my experience, at least, I think that we're all willing to share tips and tricks and Um, just root on each other. So reach out, network. I know that we have so many social media platforms nowadays and just don't be afraid to meet others, whether that's virtually or face-to-face. Okay, that's awesome information. I love it when people reach out to me. Me too. Questions. (laughs) You know, it's good. I mean, and it makes me want to share more because I know there's people behind me that are watching how I'm doing And that's helping shape their thoughts or processes about what they want for themselves. So I I agree 100%. Yes. I think I reached out to a few dietetic interns within the programs that I was applying to Mm -hmm. just to get their insight and how they felt. And I got different interns to um, talk to me so that I could get two sides of the story as well. So that was really beneficial in choosing um, what interns I or what internships I applied to. Yeah, it's really, really smart. I had uh, at least three um, students reach out to me about my own internship and what I thought about it and and also like tips of their own as they were hoping to move forward with it. So it, and it felt good. Like I, I'm a very honest person. If it was something yeah, that I, I enjoyed then it's something I just, I'm not going to like hold back it. Yeah, but I'm yeah. also going to say like this is my perspective and and my situation may be different than yours and you may feel differently, you know? Yes. Being vulnerable in that situation is important because they don't they're not going to experience just the good. They're going to experience the right. bad as well. So being vulnerable to that is really important. So shout out yeah. to you. <laughs> Hi, hey, I try. <laughs> so, it's funny that you selected a program that is heavily um clinically based. 
because the information that I want to share with you guys is actually a scholarship. Have you heard of Clinical Boot Camp from Nutrition Cheat Sheets? No, I have not. Okay. But I did so, just download something from them like this past week. Yes. So that's, so, that's interesting. Yes. So listen, they just had their registration close. Her name is Shani. She's a beast. She just closed her registration for clinical boot camp this past Monday. But she reached out to me and she is giving me a scholarship to give away to the 40 something and intern podcast listeners. So That's that they awesome. can, it's a big deal. And what she offers is a six week clinical boot camp. It's awesome for dietetic students. It's awesome for dietetic interns. It's also cool for new registered dietitians because it gives you like, it, it cuts the fluff away so that you could manage day to day as an entry level clinical dietitian. Wow. We don't have time for fluff. So that's awesome. You're going to learn all about the fluff, but then I think you also (laughs) realize like why this is beneficial as an experienced dietitian, clinical dietitian, which she is. So how I decided to give away my scholarship is to have the listeners rate and review on Apple Podcasts. So you're going to go on there, you're going to rate me, and you're going to leave a detailed review. And then you're going to reach out to me on um, Instagram at the 40-something podcast. Let me know that you did it. And then we're going to randomly select a winner to this boot camp. It's six weeks. They meet every Sunday for about 90 minutes to two hours. She fields all these questions. She has these awesome handouts that you could use in your dietetic internship. I went through it. And listen, I wish that I had it before the clinical rotation, but I'm so glad that I still have access to the material even after. Shani is amazing. So I'm hoping you guys will take part. Yes, that's an awesome opportunity. Yeah, you too, Emily. I need this and reviewed. (laughs) I can do that. (laughs) I can do that. Nice. Okay, so that's all I wanted to mention on that. I'm going to list this information on Instagram so you guys can check it out and then do the work so that you can get an entry. But I want to make sure that people can reach out to you, Emily. How would they reach you? So I can be found on Instagram at eatwellemily. And I'm also on LinkedIn um, under www.linkedin. I think it's .com slash eatwellemily. Um, But I probably will respond faster on Instagram. (laughs) Okay, that's fair. Just keeping it real. (laughs) nice well again I want to thank you so much for doing this with me again and playing nice and just being the type a that we need to make sure this is done the right way yes well thank you as well of course I appreciate you yeah and congratulations on almost completing your dietetic internship that's such a great accomplishment I'm so excited for you thank you and I am excited for you too girl six months Six oh, months. Six months. Six months. You got to lock it down for six months. Right. Hopefully I can sit for the RD exam in February. So that, that's Listen. my goal. See how fast that is? It is so fast. Time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so we're going to talk about that too, guys, next week about what's next. Because Emily's the last interview for this season. And I can't wait to tell you what I have in mind for the future. So I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.